Michael Commentary. Okay, now this is getting ready to get really exciting. This is really amazing. This next recording we're going to hear is the very next recording that I have made for Persis that I'm able to find. It's been about nine days since I last made a recording to her. The last recording was on the 21st of December. This recording is going to be on December 30th, 2015. Now, the reason I was going to originally make this commentary is because after I listened to just a few minutes of this recording, I am able to discern something in my heart is changing towards Persis. I'm not 100% sure in the recording if I'm consciously aware of it, but I'm telling you right now, me listening to this, knowing my own heart, and knowing how the conversation is going or how my recording is going, I can tell something is changing. I'm finding a deeper admiration for Persis and Again, I don't know if I'm willing to admit this to myself yet or not, or if I'm even consciously aware of it, but here's what I find absolutely astonishing. Brothers and sisters, this is some of that astonishing grace to the chief of all fools that I've been testifying to. I decided to put in the date, 12-30-2015, and look at the date of August 31st, 2012. You can do this yourself by going to timeanddate.com. If you ever want to verify any of these dates that I'm telling you, you can go and do that. So when you calculate 8-31-2012, which is the night that I met Laura and began to believe that she was this promised wife, to 12-30-2015, this very recording you're about to hear, the next recording in the series I'm making to Persis where I say, Oh boy, I can start to tell there is something stirring in my heart. I can discern this, okay? Guess what? It is 40 months to the day when you include the final date of 12-30-2015. This date is the completion of 40 months to the day of me waiting for this promised wife, okay? Here you can begin to see again there is no coincidence in happening this with Persis. There's no coincidence to all this India talk that started coming out of my mouth and these seemingly prophetic insights and me being referred to Zach Poonin and me watching, you know, the India story and me making one of the most popular recordings I ever made to an Indian man who ends up being the very first recording Persis finds me through before she ends up going to my story. So all this and many more, these things are beginning to develop this big, huge picture. We're identifying all the different pieces of God's sovereign hand in this. These are not coincidences. God has done everything in my life by numbers and by precise amounts of time. And I've mentioned this many times throughout the series, so I won't bore you with it again. But here we have, we're getting ready to move into... Guys, this is incredible. I mean, you can't even believe how fast this is going to move when God does this. It's kind of like a Rebecca and an Isaac type thing. It's going to happen very, very quick. Now watch, 40 months to the day. It is a season of completion. It's a sign that something is complete. Now God is starting to turn my heart. I'm not even aware of it yet, and I am still going to fight it. So this is it. This is that kind of final recording, and I think I've made one more recording after this I'll let play that wraps up the year, brothers and sisters, that ends up wrapping up the entire series of trusting God in the wilderness, followed by trusting God for the promised land. This is where it ends because the story picks up in January in the next series that you've probably already watched called Walking with God into the Impossible, where I kind of go back and I reflect and tell you the dates and times and things that happened starting in January. But this is incredible because this message I'm making to this woman on the 40th month to the day is my wife. I don't even know it. Let me let the cat out of the bag for you. In Fort days. Here's another time of completion. This is incredible. In 14 days from the day I'm making this recording, try to imagine this. Try to imagine how crazy this is. Let me just, let me just sink into this and you sink into this with me for a second, okay? 
You hear how I'm talking about Laura. You hear how even in my recordings, I'm not talking to Persis. I'm still carrying on. Laura, Laura, Laura. I'm still fighting the good fight of faith. I'm still <laughs> holding on. Brothers and sisters, 14 days from today. Here's again, another 14. I am going to ask Persis to marry me and she is going to say yes. Now you talk about an arranged marriage. This is an arranged marriage by God. Do you know in India, sometimes people meet one time. Sometimes they don't even meet before they get married. They meet the same day they marry. That's going to happen to me. But here it is. Incredible. 14 days from the day I'm making this recording, which was the 40th month to the day, I am going to ask Persis to become Persis Chriswell. That is amazing to me. That is amazing to me. And I don't even know it. And neither does Persis. We have no idea. When God acts, he does something instantly. He does something. I mean, it's incredible. It comes out of nowhere. What a praise to God. End of commentary. Enjoy the show. Hello, Persis, my dear sister. I have been uh, thinking about you, and I just am now thinking, you know what? I need to reply to your last email. I've been thinking about you every day, and I've been so excited to read what you have um, said in your last emails. I'm so, so blessed to hear that God is showing his faithfulness to you, sister. And you know something? I want to compliment you because I don't remember if it was the last email. And please forgive me. I do get quite a bit of emails and I'm, I'm not so good at keeping up with details. So if I ever forget something that you told me or I tell you again about something you told me, <laughs> forgive me, sister. Forgive me. <laughs> but um, I just remember reading a couple of your emails and I was very, very impressed by your understanding and the discernment that God is giving you about His Word and about important, deep truths in His Word, like matters of false teaching and understanding that people's eyes are blinded and being very careful to walk away from all of that stuff. I mean, sister, God has blessed you. God has so blessed you. You know, the Bible says that wisdom and understanding are more valuable than all of the rubies and the gold and the silver you can find. And God is giving that to you. And I am so thankful. I cannot wait to see what he's going to do in your life. And yes, if for some reason I don't get a chance to come and meet you one day in India, to come and meet you one day in India or you come to America and meet me, I can't wait to meet you in heaven, Persis. That will be so neat. Think about how much time we're going to have to tell stories all about God and what He did in our life. And think about how much understanding we will have, you know, about all the things that we went through and how awesome God was and how completely in control He was and how... It was really silly that we got so upset and worried about silly little things, right? So you said, how are things in the USA? Well, I have to tell you, I'm probably not the best person to ask that question because I am having the greatest life I have ever known, Persis. I, God has so blessed my heart. I have entered into fully the promised land. Now, perhaps there's more to come. But I don't know how I could be any more content, any more filled with joy, any more happy. Sister, I have been fighting for this, this good fight of faith, through so much darkness and so much pain and suffering. And I can tell you, God has so blessed me, I can't even put it into words. And again, it has nothing to do with my circumstances. You know, I still don't have my children in my life right now. My ex-wife still alienates them from me or alienates, al excuse me, alienates me from them. I still don't have my precious Laura, my future wife, but she's coming and I pray for her every day. And, you know, I'm just working really hard and trying to help people one or two at a time. And I'd like to be able to help so many more people. Um, so all the circumstances in my life are not 
super great. They're not like, wow, no wonder you feel so wonderful. No, but sister, the Lord Jesus Christ, His presence is so powerful in my life right now, so near me in every moment. I I, I spend every conscious moment knowing that He's with me. And if for some reason I get real focused on a video I'm making for Him or, you know, something I'm doing in my computer, sometimes I'll say, Lord, I need to get away from this for a minute. I, I got I to gotta spend some time thinking about you. I need to redirect. And Lord, oh, I'm so sorry I've set at this computer. You know, it'd be like if Laura um, were here in the house with me and I was so in love with her and, and we were just so happy with one another and we were the most important thing in each other's lives. And yet I worked for several hours on the computer without talking to her. I'll, all of a sudden I would say, oops, I need to talk to my wife. You know, I want to spend some time with her. And if she came by, I'd grab her and say, hey, come here, talk to me, you know, and how are you doing? And, and it's that same way with the father. I, I love him so much, Persis. I love him so, so much. If he's all I ever have, <clears throat> he's all I ever needed, and he's beyond what I needed. And um, I just want to encourage you that he's got you on a great path, and he's got a great foundation built in your life. You know, he sustained you through darkness. He kept you and pulled you back away from the despair of, you know, taking your own life or just, you know, feeling like your life is over. He's blessed you, sister, and he's given you good understanding. You are going to be a powerful testimony, and you already are a testimony in heaven. Maybe not a lot of people on the earth know about it yet, except for your friends and family and little old me. But sister, I can tell you, you are a powerful testimony, and you are radiating the glory of God in heaven. And do you know that every day on earth, that you and I believe God on earth, in spite of that we don't yet receive the promises and the desires of our heart. You know, you have some desires of your heart and I have desires of my heart. Do you know that every single day that you and I believe God in faith and we don't doubt, do you know God is getting glory in heaven? You know how I know this? The Lord showed this to me a few days ago when I was reading in Romans chapter 4 where it talks about Abraham, you know, in against all hope. Without any hope, all hope is lost for him. You know, his body is dead. He's 100 years old. His wife's womb, Sarah's womb is dead. No hope, right? There's no, nothing, no reality for human reasoning to suggest that they're ever going to have a child in spite of the fact that God has promised, right? Think about how this may apply to your situation in India with you wanting a husband, if God wills, and yet... You have a very, very steep, difficult, cultural hill to battle and climb, right? Is anything impossible for our Father? No, not at all. Not at all. In fact, it's very easy for God. He can do this so easily. What's not easy is for us to trust God to do the impossible. So trust Him, sister. And watch. Against all hope, Abraham, in hope, believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. And then it goes on to say that Abraham did not waver in his faith through unbelief, but he was actually strengthened in his faith. And then it says he gave glory to God. Okay. He was fully persuaded that God could do what he had promised. And that is where God's glory is at. It's in the person who believes. See, On earth, God is not glorified until we see the result typically. Sometimes he is. Like I know that God is glorified in my life because I testify of his ability to keep me and to bless me and to give me prosperity in my heart, even though my circumstances are not great, right? So God is glorified. It's the same thing. When we trust God, every day on earth we trust God, even before we receive the promise, which the earth says, oh, no, praise God, he did this good thing. No, in heaven, God is being glorified now, sister. Every day you choose to believe him, God is being glorified. In Hebrews, it says, we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Think about it. People can see 
the fight that we're fighting in faith. And when we choose to believe God, it's like we're kicking the devil in the teeth. And God is praised and the angels praise and the saints who have gone before us are praising God for his glory. He's being glorified on earth. Even when other men and women can't see it, Persis, God is being glorified in heaven. I tell you, that has blessed me so much to know that someone is always watching because I want my life to count for glory for the Father. And sometimes it seems like our lives are hidden on earth, right? Like I suppose you would probably like to be making more of an impact for God in lives of people than maybe God is permitting at this time or that you're aware of. But in heaven, people see that you have survived the darkness, that you have clung in faith to God. Isn't that awesome? And, and, and God is being praised in heaven for keeping you. Oh, how glorious is that? Think about how awesome that is. So, sister... I love you, and I'm thinking about you, and I just, I bless you in Jesus' name. Um, I pray for you, God, in the name of Christ. I ask you, Father, please continue, Lord, to guide her in paths of faith for your name's sake. Please continue to help Persis to increase in understanding about who you are and about your ways so that she can walk in them, Lord, and bring you more and more glory, and that she can benefit her own soul because she'll be prospered. She'll, she'll be blessed by your presence, Lord. Father, I pray you give her the desires of her heart as she delights herself in you. Let it be that as I have found God, you know, Father, I don't need to tell you this. I tell you this only now for, for Persis' sake. But you know, Lord, that <laughs> I have found my fullness in you. You know, Father. You know, Lord. And I pray that you grant her I pray you grant this, Lord, to Persis. God, grant it to her in fullness. Lord, not just the mountaintop experiences that we all have every once in a while, and then we fall back down. But no, Lord, give her this fullness, Lord. Lead her into it. No matter how long it takes, may it be that she has the perseverance of Christ to receive all that you have for her, all that you will do in her, all that you will do through her, God, in Jesus' name. I thank you for this, sister. I pray you continue to encourage her. And my Father, oh Lord God, be pleased, Lord, in honor of her faith in you to continue, Lord, to touch the lives of the family members who have been troubled by false teaching. My God, may they find you in increasing measure. May they too understand who they are fully in you as they walk in accordance with your truth. Oh God, refresh their spirits, Lord, to live among the walking dead as lights in a light uh, in a dark world, Lord. In a very dark world, let Persis be a bright shining light of Jesus Christ amongst the darkness. Oh Father, how I thank you for protecting her from the evil one. God, that you'll strengthen her and protect her against every single evil attack. And oh God, that you would help her to see that there is absolutely nothing, there is absolutely nothing that can touch her, no one that can touch her or hurt her outside of your permission. Jesus, you taught us that even the very hairs on our head are all numbered and not a single one of them will fall to the ground apart from the will of your Father. So Lord, I receive that in faith from my sister and I thank you for her in Jesus' name. Amen. Persis, so, so happy. I just want to remind you again, okay, that there's probably going to be lots of ups and downs on this road. There'll be some great, wonderful mountaintop moments where you see God blesses, okay, and, and He allows you to see, yes, I'm real. But, in order to have stronger faith, God must permit days of darkness. He must permit days of pain and suffering and days that have circumstances in your life that seem to completely contradict the very faith that you're believing God for. You see, it's the example of this, that God gives Joseph a dream in the 37th chapter of Genesis. And in that dream... 
he dreams that his brothers and family members are all bowing down to him. Now, he's the youngest, so this would be a very unusual thing, right? But nevertheless, he tells him this. And it's a dream from God. It's a promise. It's a prophetic promise. Nevertheless, you read just a few paragraphs later, and what do we find? Although there's a promise that the brothers will bow down to Joseph, now circumstances completely contradict this. And Joseph is being thrown into a cistern. He's just escaping death. And then he's being sold to the Ishmaelites that are coming by off to trade in Egypt. And you look at this story and you go, wow. And, you, and, and if you put yourself in Joseph's shoes, you say, my goodness, what must he have been thinking? God gave him this dream. And now it's the exact opposite of what he would think. His brothers are not bowing down to him. His brothers have thrown him into a, a, a hole and they've sold him off. Complete contradiction of the promise. David, he's anointed king when he's 16 years old. And then the king, Saul, chases him, slanders him, falsely accuses him, hates him, chases him, tries to murder him, tries to get other people to murder him. And you say, wait a second, I thought I was anointed to be king. You see, Peter, he gets out of the boat to walk on water and all of a sudden the wind and the waves have kicked up. Peter puts his eyes on these, these terrible circumstances, the wind, he gets afraid he begins to sink. The wind and the waves contradict the safety in the promise of coming to Jesus on the water. So just want to remind you of that principle that anytime you believe God for anything, your future husband, sister, your future husband, okay, perhaps God will give you a promise for him, all right? And when he does, you can expect that God will use your waiting for him to test and prove and build and strengthen your faith and to purify your faith. You see, so I had to learn this through experience. And God has had all kinds of amazing lessons for me to learn as I've waited for these great desires of my heart and I've been delighting myself in the Lord. And now I have my full delight in Him. You see? And so it's probably pretty soon that I'll receive these desires of my heart. Um, But the point is, I just want to share with you again, is to remind you there will be some difficult days ahead. Okay? I just want to encourage you, as Jesus, He told the disciples... In John 16, 1, I have told you these things so that you will not go astray, all right? Because God will permit the devil to test your faith. Now, it's not because the devil or because God doesn't already know what you're going to do, all right? It's for the strengthening of your faith. It's for the proving of your faith to yourself and for the proving of your faith before men. And it's also that God would delight in experiencing your faith. God is delighted when in the moment you make a decision to hang on through a trial, to trust Him in the darkness. Although God knew, because He's omniscient, that you were going to do that, He doesn't know it through experience. It hadn't happened yet. So when it actually happens that your faith comes through, shining forth as pure gold, God must be pleased in the heavens because He's now experiencing it. He saw you walk through the test. He saw you persevere through the darkness. He saw you trust Him in spite of all the circumstances, in spite of all the good reasons not to. Okay? So uh, perhaps this is something that's meaningful to you. I just, I I had no idea I was going to share this with you, but this is what I do when the Lord leads me to share something, I share it. So just wanted you to know that you are loved and you are being thought of. And I love hearing from you. Keep me updated. Um, oh, you said about USA, you know, nothing super eventful right now. We had a, um, a terrorist attack in California, which is on the opposite coast a few weeks ago. I'm sure you heard about, oh, you said you didn't watch the news, but we had a terrorist attack where a couple from Saudi Arabia, um, he was Pakistani and he married her, brought her in and she had allegiance to ISIS. And I know you know who ISIS is. And they went into a building that he worked at and they shot 14 people. And then they ran and it was an all-day event. And there's a lot of fear, I think, um, from that um, in people's hearts. Even amongst Christians who don't really know to trust God. 
Um, you and I, those of us that put our full faith and trust in God, we have no worries. We don't have to worry about that. Uh, even if you lose your life, God will give you the grace to go through whatever kind of death you have to go through. He'll give you the grace. He'll, he'll make it doable for you, you see, if you keep all your trust in Him. And so I don't have any fear of those kind of things. And I don't watch any television, really, except for when I'm completely worn out from work sometimes. I'll lay down and watch a Jesus movie or a nature documentary on Netflix, um, perhaps a historical documentary. I really only like watching things that are um, educational or spiritual when I get a chance. I do try to watch the evening news sometimes with my parents, but I only get to do it about twice a week. But everything's okay. It just seems okay, you know? Um, But that's not... What's going on in people's hearts is not okay. It's just, you know, I, I uh, hmm, that could be a whole nother long recording there. <laughs> it's, I'm never satisfied with the lukewarm Christianity that I see, and, and my heart longs to see people take God more seriously, Persis. And so if anything happens that humbles men in their hearts here in America, I would be pleased because perhaps then more people will listen to people like myself who really want them to learn how to know God and to trust in Him. You see? So, um, uh, other than that, I am fully delighting in the Lord. Be blessed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and keep sending me updates, okay? Bye, sweet sister. It is 6.45 in the morning on December 31st, 2015. This is absolutely wonderful, oh God. I just listened to my own video from today's uh, John 7.17 challenge. It's the last day before we get into day one, and it's about knowing God through experience. like a 53-minute video about the 777 behind-the-scenes court story. And I am absolutely blown away, completely blown away. As I listened to this message, I jumped up after I listened to it. And I have just been cracking up and praising God. I literally am jumping. I'm a 42-year-old man. (laughs) And I am jumping in my living room like a kid. (laughs) Like trying to jump up and touch the ceiling. And... It's incredible. And I'm just like, God, thank you so much, Lord, for all that you did. You knew exactly what you were doing. You made me wait and just praising him for all the suffering and all this. And God acts in behalf of the one who waits for him. It's true. It's true, Lord. And I'm just praying and praying and praying and praying and praying and thanking God. And just, I mean, my heart is just about to explode When I think about what God did, it's incredible what God has done. And then I felt moved to go pick up the phone. And there it is. It's 646. My eyes just saw it. Now it's turned 647. I'm going to the mountain today. But just as I went to get my phone, I didn't want to stop praising the Lord, but I went to grab my phone. I picked it up and it's 644. God acts in behalf of the one who waits for him. And as I'm sitting here praising God, the Spirit says to me, I will put a new song in your mouth, a hymn of praise to our God, and many will see and fear and put their trust in Him. And I'm just like, God, you did it. Lord, you did it, Lord. You did it. Psalm 40, verse 1. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust, who does not look to the proud, to those who turn aside to false God. Many, O Lord my God, are the wonders you have done. The things you plan for us, no one can recount to you. Were I to speak and tell of them, they would be too many to declare. I mean, 
How much is God to be praised? Is God to be praised for what He has done. He brought to pass everything He said He would. <sighs> he put a new song in my mouth. And today, that message is going out to the world on YouTube. I don't care if it's 20 people. I don't care if it's 20,000 people eventually. But God has said, and God has done... <laughs> It's incredible when I think about all of that pain. Oh, oh, I can't even put this into words. The reality of all that I had to go through to get to this place. And the most unbelievable thing about it is I still don't have my children. I still don't have my promised future wife. And yet God has already put a new song in my mouth. I have been praising Him for, goodness gracious, like more than I ever have in the last, in the last two months. It's just nonstop. And um, God has indeed blessed me. And it's, that, it's amazing because I can say through experience, I know what the difference is between the old covenant blessing and the new covenant blessing. I am in full possession of the promised land in my heart. You have made, you have filled my heart with more joy than when their new wine and grain abound. That is, that is an Old Testament scripture that I can claim. He has given me more joy. So much is my joy in the Lord that even if my children showed up at my door right now and they walked in, oh, I would be elated. I would be elated. But I guarantee you, it wouldn't be but a matter of 30 minutes after I kissed them, hugged them, loved them, that I'd be wanting to tell them, but let me tell you what is going on in my heart about my God. Let me tell you about my God, your God, your daddy. Let me tell you what he's done. Let me tell you about the joy that he gave me before you walked in, kids, because I'm going to tell you something. There's going to come a day when you're going to experience deep pain and deep cutting of the heart and deep suffering, and you're going to need to know then more than you know now that God is faithful. And I am just unbelievable. 5.55 just as I looked at the recording. Now you're just messing with me. Now you're just messing with me, Lord. Now you're just messing with me. I, I mean, how could God be any more faithful to me than He already has is the question that burns in my heart. God, I have seen a miracle. Now, now when I think of that angel that spoke to me in church that morning and said, God will be magnified and glorified through your obedience. It's all coming true. It's all coming true. He is magnified and he's magnified in heaven. If I were the only person on earth, he's magnified in heaven even now. I'm surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses that hear my testimony on earth of God's faithfulness in the face of Tremendous suffering. God is glorified, even if no other human being knew about it. God is glorified in heaven, where it counts, where it lasts, where it's eternal. And I am just amazed. All the pain. I, I, I say to myself, I, I don't want to be arrogant, but I say, what can touch me? What can touch me <laughs> going forward in my life? Is a stage five cancer diagnosis going to bother me? Would I not go, praise the Lord. I'm getting to go home early, Lord. I made all the recordings. You can use those to be me, my presence on earth and encourage people and I'm getting to go home. If I don't get to see my children for the rest of my life, am I not going to get to spend eternity with them? I mean, how many Christians don't get this is a pass through. This is temporary. This is a tiny little scratch on the line of eternity. And we're all wrapped up about it. I am a living, breathing, walking testimony that God can bless you unbelievably, even if your circumstances are rotten. 
I live alone. I don't have hardly any friends that are in my life on a regular basis, with the exception Bobby Junkin is my one long-term here in Huntsville friend, and then there's some other people that I'm discipling, but I'm, I'm virtually alone. I don't have the greatest desire of my heart being that of a godly wife. I don't have that companionship. My greatest earthly desire in my soul for my children, I mean, I'm already their father. I don't have them. And yet God has done this unbelievable thing. God has done this unbelievable thing. If Paul walked in, I can say, I get it, Paul. I get it. I know what it means now, like in fullness, to be able to sing and rejoice in prison. That God is the one who does this. God fills the heart. He is the one that sets you on a rock. He's the one that enables your feet to become like that of a you know, a deer. He makes my feet like hind's feet of a deer and enables me to run on the heights. Oh, this is awesome. God is to be praised. And you know what? This is a testimony. This is an altar. When I looked at that picture today on that video of all those numbers, I got to get that printed. When I get some extra money, I am going to fill my house with altars of God's faithfulness. That's going to be my, I want to remember and meditate. I took such delight. I lived the account and yet today to re-listen to it has filled me. There's a completeness to it. There's a completeness to it. It's like God has given me permission to make it public now. He's called me, Isaiah 61, arise, shine, for your light has come. A great darkness is upon the earth, a thick darkness upon the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you and His glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. This is what God has said to me. And and you know what? Every day almost, just yesterday, a light in the darkness about one of my testimonies. The first day that I made a recording about the 601, God showing me, a person said, you are truly a light shining in the darkness. Now, I don't take any credit for that. It's not me. It's Jesus Christ in me. But the word has been, arise and shine, for your light has come. It's only being borrowed. It's not my light. It's the Lord's light. And I am so happy. I am so blessed. I don't even know how to describe what I feel. I'm the happiest person. I must be the happiest person on earth. Surely there's got to be some people that are <laughs> this experience somewhere else. But even when I'm exhausted, tired, and making little recordings for Hosanna because she's struggling or just whatever, whoever I'm making recordings for, I, I end up chuckling and laughing, and I'm just filled with joy. The, air, the enemy tried to shoot some arrows at me yesterday. I've already made a recording about that this morning. But I just, he's lost. I submit myself to the Lord and I resist the devil and he flees every time. Oh, God. I don't want to just keep filling up recording time, but I feel like I could just praise him forever and ever and ever. And there's 1144 right there. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. He will be like a tree planted by the waters, which sends its roots into the streams. It does not fear when heat comes, its leaves are always green. He has no worries in a year of drought, and he never fails to bear fruit. Jeremiah 17, 7 through 8, right there as I'm in this recording. What a beautiful way to end this recording. God Almighty is true. Brothers and sisters, this is the very last time you're going to ever hear me say, Michael commentary. That's right. We have reached the finish line and I can't even begin to tell you in this recording what this means to me. This is an incredible to the praise of God accomplishment. This right now at 8:30 p.m. on July 23rd, 2020 is the finish line not only for this series but for me telling the story of all that God has done in my life. I got this call, as you know, already here in 2015. Just around the corner, God is going to move me into a relationship with Persis that very quickly will become, obviously, an arranged marriage. 
From that point forward, the journey begins me walking by faith with Persis into the impossible. And that's our actually getting married and me getting to India and then the process of getting her back. And while I'm living with Persis in India, I begin the work on telling the story. It would have been about four years ago this month in July of 2016. So what we're at right now is the finish line of nearly four years worth of work. I hope you'll celebrate with me and praise God that hopefully you've enjoyed the journey, those of you who've made it this far, but it's such an incredible sense of fulfillment. I feel so happy in my heart. I've been out tonight on the trail already just praising God and laughing out loud for God helping me to finish. I have all kinds of pains in my body. I have faced all kinds of devilish spiritual attacks. I've faced all kinds of my own, uh, perhaps distractions that wanted to get me off of doing this hard work day in and day out. I've worked on this project at a minimum of six to seven days a week for these four years, trying to complete and finish the work which my father has given me to do. I have recordings in my own personal journals uh, in the past couple of years where I alluded to the fact that once I got to this place where I finished this project, going through some 2,200 audio recordings and, and bringing them all down into what turns out to be less than 300 hours in a program and uh, making them available for other people to walk behind me in, I really said this could be the end for me. I felt that I could say, Lord, take me home. I'm dead. You you know, this is, this is it. Like John 17, four, Jesus Christ, after just three and a half years of ministry, praise to the father. I have brought you glory on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. And brothers and sisters, there's a sense of completion that I've never known in my life from this. And this has been a, a hellish assault. There's been a lot of great Uh, attacks against this work. And yet my father, 2 Thessalonians 3.3, he is faithful and he will strengthen and protect you against every single evil attack. All of his words have been faithful. All of his promises have been faithful. And now I want to share something with you that is just extraordinary. I'm going to leave you hanging with just the most remarkable ending to this story. Just absolutely incredible. Once again, proving God's hand is all over this story beyond any atheist in the world being able to say the world and life is simply random. Bull-loney. Bull-loney. I bet you thought I was going to say something else. <laughs> Listen to this, brothers and sisters. Today, July 23rd, 2020, is a very special day, not only because I completed the work, but there's another thing about it that I could never have anticipated uh, the timing of this because God, you know, the Bible says man makes his plans, but the Lord orders his steps and the Lord's purpose prevails. And here's what's incredible. A few weeks ago, I discovered by the Moving of the Holy Spirit, Philippians 2.13, God working in you to will and to act according to his purpose. I discovered another absolutely astonishing 40-month to the day event that happened in the life of Persis and I. Now, perhaps you've already listened to the Apostate Bride of Christ and you heard in the introduction all the incredible 40s and 7s. I've never seen or heard anything like this in my entire life. To me, this is the greatest physical evidence of God I have, is if you simply look at the dates of everything God has done in my life, it appears it's all pre-planned to the exact day. And perhaps there's some things like this in your life you haven't even discovered. But because of my cry to the Lord to give me a story that brings Him glory, the Father has seemingly signed this thing, and every event in my life happens in according to specific dates. And God willing, I'm going to actually do a video Uh, one day on just the math that exists in the events in my life. So what happened is I all of a sudden realized when I looked at the date that Persis, my wife, left. Now we were married, we still are married, and Persis left. And you know that story from I Will Come Forth as Gold if you have already listened to that, and I'm sure you have. 
Persis left our home on April 23rd of 2020. Now, at some point, I reflected back on our getting married and then our coming home. And all of a sudden, I realized it was December 24th that Persis and I left in Hyderabad, India on 2016 to fly back to the United States once we had secured her visa. But because India is actually almost a full day ahead, half of the day, it's, it's ahead, and it would have been already a full day ahead when we left from America, the destination being America, the date in America effectively was December 23rd, a day earlier. If you go to timeanddate.com and you put in December 23rd of 2016, and then you put in April 23rd of 2020, the day that my wife left, you find another absolutely astonishing. Brothers and sisters, can you think of any other word to describe this? How many times have we heard this? It's amazing. Persis Criswell left my home 40 months to the day that she and I left India as a married couple. 40 months to the day. Now you've just heard in this recording, 40 months to the day is the first recording I had of my evidence in my heart that I was starting to admire Persis. And that happens on 40th month to the day since I had originally been given this strong desire for a wife the night that I met Laura. Now, It gets even more amazing. About a month ago, I began to try to conjecture when would I finish this work of trusting God in the wilderness and trusting God for the promised land and all these recordings because it's just been going and going and going. And so I quickly just looked at the pace I had been going and I thought, well, maybe I'll be finished by October. And I kind of threw that out there. A few days later, I did a little bit more of an accurate analysis and kind of counted the number of recordings I had left. And suddenly I came up with, wow, I think I'm going to finish this by the end of August. I think I can finish this project by the end of August. Now, if you've listened to I Will Come Forth as Gold, there's a very important recording in that series talking about when Persis left and all the promises that God began to give me. Don't worry. Don't be afraid. She's not dead. She's asleep. You know, I'm going to bring her back. I'm going to destroy the wisdom of the wise, you know, secured and arranged in every part. You're going to enter into the promised land. Don't be afraid. You won't be put to shame. You know all the promises God gave me. But one of the things that Father does with me is he deals with me with obedience covenants. He says to me, you finish the work and then I bless. So for example, when I was working on the John 7, 17 challenge, I was homeless and I kept wanting to move into this house that my parents had purchased, but God would not allow me. We heard this story in this series until I finished the work upon finishing the first version of the John 7, 17 challenge. God gives me a place to live, and it happens incredibly, brothers and sisters, four months, 120 days to the day that I had to leave my parents' other house. Just incredible. So there it was. I obeyed, and God blessed. It's a covenantal promise. If you do this, then I will do this. So in the series, I Will Come Forth as Gold, I mentioned one time where God has been after me, finish the work, finish the work. So I'm out there praying about my wife, believing in faith for my wife, making recordings about all this happened and trying to understand what God was doing and with my wife. And God several times would tell me, finish the work, finish the work. And I've seen this happen multiple times throughout my ministry where God covenants with me, you finish the work, then you'll receive what's promised. It comes right out of Hebrews 10.35 as a principle. He says, do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so that after you have done the will of God, you will receive what was promised. So now, just a few weeks ago, I come up with, okay, I think I can be done by the end of August. And that's when I began to think, wow, maybe that's when Persis will come back and I could have my wife back this soon. If God is going to bless me according to this covenant he's made me and God wants me to finish the work, perhaps Persis will come home shortly thereafter. And of course, I have not known For the last several weeks, in fact, I have no proof even now where my wife is at, but even still, I still believe she's in the United States right now. Now, what's important about right now, what's important about today is here's the miracle of today. About five days ago, 
Suddenly I realized my pace had quickened and I was getting through these recordings a lot faster. And I then did a recount and all of a sudden I realized, oh my goodness, going at this pace, I am going to finish this entire project because I got to the point where I was doing a month a day. It was incredible. So I got to the point where I realized five days ago, and I even told Tyler this, son, you're not going to believe this, but I think if I'm able to keep this pace, I'm going to finish this entire project, ending and wrapping up December recordings five days from now. He goes, wow, dad, that's great. And I said, no, that's amazing. Let me tell you why. Do you know what five days from now is, which is today, brothers and sisters, right now, as I'm making this recording, I have just finished the final edits on this December part eight, which is the last recordings you will hear in this series. Okay. Today is 90 days to the day that my wife Persis left our home. Now I ask you, do you think there's any coincidence that this happens, that not only is it today I'm finishing the work, not only is it 90 days to the day she left, but isn't it interesting today being the work for the month of December, which is the first mention in 2,200 recordings of Persis coming in to my life. Let that sink in for a little bit, brothers and sisters. It helps you to see again how unbelievably indescribable is the sovereign hand of God. Do you see how absolutely ignorant it is for people who just want to come and throw their rocks and say, you're in adultery? Let them try to deal with picking up all the pieces of God's providence and all the design of God's sovereign hand in this and conclude that this is anything other than God doing this. Now, here's where it gets even more incredible. This is a hope that I have. I'm putting this out there. I have no promise from God on this, but this is a hope. There's a hope in this recording that my wife is going to come back very soon after I finish this. And the 90 days has me excited, and I'm going to tell you why. When I left India on April 20th of 2016, the day after we received our marriage certificate from the Indian government, I left India... Sadly, not having any idea, based on real-life circumstances, if I would ever see Persis ever again. There was no guarantee that she would see me or that I would see her. And there was no guarantee that we would ever be able to secure a visa to get her back into the United States. It was a risk of faith. The only guarantee we had was a promise from God that we knew that we knew that we knew that God had called us to walk into this. So there we go. We leave, I part, I get on the plane, I fly back to the United States. You can hear this story in its entirety, which is where this entire series of me telling all that God has done in my life continues in the very next series, which is called Walking with God into the Impossible. I would encourage you now that you know the backstory, if you have time to begin to go back through that, because that series is going to be even more weighty when Persis comes back. Now watch this. Persis and I were separated. After I left on April 20th of 2016 for 90 days to the day, 90 days to the day. So that means everything God has done in Persis and I's life and marriage, all is done in 40s, 7s, or 90s. Now it's very possible and I'm hoping and praying that God now will see that I have finished this work that God has covenanted with me. I've been out and said, Father, and I'll, I'll tell him right after I finish this recording, Lord, it is finished. I have completed the work you gave me to do and brought you glory on earth. So, Father, do now what you've promised to do for me. God's timing is God's timing. I'm always wrong about God's timing. I'm rarely wrong about God's promise. I just have to wait until God's timing becomes, you know, my experience through the reality of my circumstances. But every time I've ever conjectured about time, I'm often wrong. God never seems to give me times on things until after the fact he shows me these things. So here we have these extraordinary incidences of God's math and God's design. The 40 months to the day from the day I meet Laura, August 31st, 2012 to December 30th, 2015. The very first recording that I'm able to discern Wow, I am really starting to admire Persis beyond just being a sister. 40 months 
to the day. Then we have Persis and I coming back from India on December 23rd, 2016. And Persis then leaves my home to go back to India on April 23rd, 2020, 40 months to the day. The first separation between two lovebirds, India and America, 90 days to the day. And here I stand on the 90th day, the second go around, I've been separated from my wife. The very day I finish four years worth of work and the very day that my wife steps into these recordings, December of 2015, for the first time out of 2,200 recordings. God is to be praised. Listen, brothers and sisters, whatever happens beyond this, it doesn't matter. You can see that God is in control, but you will see my wife come back. You will see that I've heard God once again properly. You will believe that I've told you in advance, just as Jesus said, I've told you these things before they happen so that when they do happen, you will believe. Right now, it is 8.47 p.m., Incidentally, that's one of the numbers that God has shown me. First Kings 8:47. Go read it. When I asked him, God, why would you ever let Persis come back after what has transpired? Go read First Kings 8:47 and on, and you'll see it's right now. That's the time. So my wife is going to repent in the land that she's been taken captive. My wife is going to come back, and my wife is going to have the most amazing testimony I could ever possibly imagine to share of God's mercy. I love my wife so much. I cannot wait to see her. And right now, I'm just filled with so much joy that with God's help, I have finished the work that God has given me to do. This is extraordinary, brothers and sisters. This is really extraordinary, and I hope you'll celebrate with me. And I'd like to ask you one small favor as I end this whole series and this four years worth of work. If you have gone through the entire series of trusting God in the wilderness— and trusting God for the promised land. I'd like to ask you to make 30 seconds to a minute, either a video recording of yourself holding a selfie, you know, camera on yourself, or an audio recording, or at the very least, an email. I'd prefer for you to send me an audio. I'd love to see some of you. I would also perhaps love to have some clips that I could compile into a video to help other people know why should they be willing to invest nearly 300 hours of their time to go through this program. And I'd like for you to answer the question, what specifically was it about this series that God used to bless you? What was your unique experience going through trusting God in the wilderness? And what did it mean to you that God used this in your life in some way? I would love to hear that. And if you can do it in, you know, under a minute, 30 seconds to a minute, just the short Reader's Digest version of it, that would be absolutely wonderful. Because people need to know before they're going to invest 300 some odd hours to get through a program, is this even worth it? You know, we live today in an Amazon culture, and if it doesn't have at least four stars, we ignore it. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. But 300 hours is really nothing. Recently, I watched a documentary on Netflix called The Game Changers about this big movement towards the vegan diet. And it happened when a certain athlete guy um, got a, a terrible knee injury, blew out both knees. And, and in order to get back to his career as fast as possible, he spent 1,000 hours studying sports nutrition and how to recover from his sports injury as quickly as possible. A thousand hours he spent of his life for something that all it did was to perhaps help shave off a few weeks of his recovery and such that he still walks on legs of a heathen. If a godless heathen will spend a thousand hours to try to figure out how to get his knees to recover a few weeks earlier than they would have, how much more should we be willing to invest, say, 300 hours and learning authentically what a walk with God and all the principles therein looks like. I think the answer to that question should be obvious. I want to thank you so much for those of you who've taken the investment of your time to go through this. I want to thank you so much for those of you who have praised God with me, who have learned and taken the time to make some notes and glean from this. And I just pray that the Lord God Almighty uses it in your life and heart in ways that perhaps right now you can't even imagine. Thank you so much, brothers and sisters. As far as I can tell, this is not the end of my mission. This is not the end of my life. This is not the end of my work for the Lord. But this is the end of a major work for the Lord. 
and I'm so thankful. And perhaps I'll take a few days to kind of refresh and hopefully soon I'll be able to take my wife out on a date to celebrate both her and I and all this work being finished in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I praise the Lord God Almighty for all of you. I love you and I bless you with the richest of blessings that I may be able to bestow in my heart and spirit in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to you. And may the peace and grace of the Lord be with all of you in abundance. Thank you so much for taking this journey with me. Thank you so much for loving the Lord your God with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength and following hard after the Lord Jesus Christ with me. And I will hope to see you soon in the next blog post, the next YouTube video, or the next series or the next book. God willing, God be with you in Jesus' name.